The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. Hi everyone, it's Mike and Denise from the Southland Community Law Centre. Hello. For those who may not know, Denise is the manager of the Law Centre and has come along today to discuss the services we provide to the Southland Community and our involvement with other community organisations. Speaking of which, we take this opportunity to congratulate Radio Southland on reaching the 30 years of our community service milestone. It's a, an excellent achievement. Yes, it is. It's an awesome achievement. And the Law Centre is proud to say we've had a close relationship with Radio Southland who run our podcasts for many years on a large number of legal subjects. Excellent. So on today's topic, the Law Centre's um, services, our services are many and varied and we will cover as much as we can in today's session. Mm. So let's start uh, with a little of the history of the Law Centre perhaps. So when did the Law Centre first open? We opened in Invercargill in, uh, as a legal information depot in 1991, um, but it c- became fairly apparent soon on that we needed to do more than that. So it transformed from that point to what we have now, right. which is full legal services, really. Yeah. And so that basically puts us in our 31st year. That's right. Awesome. So the history of law centres is one in one form or another that have been around since 1978. They're all actually standalone um, charities, um, but we all work together collectively in many ways. The first one was the Greyland Neighbourhood Law Office in Auckland, and after they formed, a whole lot of other centres decided that they would establish themselves in their communities um, and base their work entirely on the needs in those communities. At the beginning, many had no paid staff. They were run by volunteers um, and law students and volunteer lawyers. Early community law centres were as a result of students in the legal profession and the community working together, and that's why they've um, hung around that long, really. Right, so the communities have had a bit of input as time's gone on? Yeah. So I know here in Invercargill, a group of um, community leaders at the time got together with some senior lawyers and said, we need one of these, and that's how we became what we are. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And that is... So in the old days, we had a, a legal services agency that controlled our funding. Um, so in 1984, the, the law centres themselves, most of them formed a coalition of community law centres as an umbrella group, and they started negotiating about funding and contracts and all that boring stuff that we all have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, the money was administered by the legal services agency until itself it was dissolved into the Ministry of Justice Um, and in 2008 when the financial crash occurred um, the government stepped up its through vote justice to top up the funding in order to keep us all open because our funding, most people think we're government funded but we're actually not. We're funded through the interest that is earned off property transactions that sits in the trust accounts of law firms. They're not allowed to profit by it so they have to hand that interest over to the banks and the banks send it on. And okay. the ministry now <coughs> um, delve that up. 
Right. So they, they sort of administer the, those funds. They administer those funds and right. the banks take a cut um, for the administration fees, but a lot of the banks are giving that back to the law centres now. Oh, nice. So we get an extra an extra wee top up, but when when those funds crashed, when you know nobody was buying, selling, or developing housing, um, the government decided it wanted to help and stepped up and funded us basically because there was nothing left in the kitty. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, so we were governed initially by a mix of governance and managers, and that's the way it's it's morphed on through the years. So we're all involved in. The national body now, which is the Community Law Centres Aotearoa, or mm. Clicker, everybody calls it Clicker. It's easier to say yep, in a so hurry. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so that's where we are now, and they're based in Wellington. We have a wonderful CEO. Um, she's got some support staff, um, but we all collectively work as part of Clicker. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> and so is there a um Mouldy element to, to the law centres? Yeah, the coalition, um, when I came on board in 2007, we actually split it. Um, the structure was very hmm, traditional. Um, so we made it a bicultural structure for the board. Um, so we have Maori representation working alongside the rest. Um, cool. And that's just continued on into clicker. So we've got a really good, and part of, Clicker set up was to make sure that managers were part of the clicker board. Oh, okay. Um, because in the coalition, it was generally just governance plus two managers as the chair. So it was a bit of a weird mix. Yeah, so we've got it official now. We have managers, we have independents, and we have governance people on the board of clicker, which in itself is also a not for profit charity. So it's oh, a okay. standalone. Standalone. Well. But it's owned by the law centres. Right. Yep. Awesome. Yep. So, as mentioned, and, um, there are several law centres scattered around the country. Do they all operate in the same way? For, for example, do they offer the same services, or is there a variance on that? So, every every law centre is actually developed to um, meet the needs of their own community, which are very different. What works in Southland won't work in Wangarei or uh, Tauraferi. You know, and what works in Auckland won't work in... Mm. So we, we're all set up to suit our own communities and to meet the needs in those communities uh, within our constitutional documents. So there are 24 law centres around New Zealand, um, including three specialist centres, and that's Naitahu Māori Law, based in Dunedin, um, Auckland Disability Law, which is in Auckland, but actually help everybody around yeah, the country, right. and Youth Law, which is also based in Auckland, but actually helps all around the country. And Naitaha Māori Law, they, they never turn anyone away if they can help them. doesn't matter where you live or and what tribe you're in or affiliation. They do outreach to Invercargill as well. They do. They come here especially for Māori land court matters, which are long, laborious and have a life of their own. In fact, they probably have children and grandchildren, some of those cases. Yes. Um, they've been going on for years. It's very complex law, as you know, Mike. Um, very, mm. yeah. So just quickly then, if somebody listening would like to make contact with mm. Naitahu Law or have some mm. queries about their Māori land, mm. um, how do they go about contacting them? So if you go onto the Clicker website, which is Community Law Centres Aotearoa, um, then all of the law centres have got listings there with all their contact details and their own various websites and email addresses and 0800 numbers. 
Right. It's all there. The community law manual is also on that website, and it's a jolly handy it's thing. It's a mm. huge tool for anybody. Very, there. very, very mm. much so, and it's updated all the time. Right. Yeah. So how many people are actually employed with the Southland Community Law Centre? We've got six full-time equivalents and a, an enormous bunch of volunteer lawyers and immigration advisors. Okay, yeah. and the services that we provide? So we, we provide legal information, legal education, advocacy, mediation, consultancy services and representation where appropriate. Right, we might touch into that a bit more detail later on if there's time. Yeah. <clears throat> it's all right. Um, so volunteer lawyers, uh, our community law centre have volunteer lawyers. Uh, yeah, can you explain yeah. how they operate and help? So all our volunteer lawyers come from the law firms around. Um, we have some that um, used to come from Gore, but now the um, Invercargill firms are actually servicing the Gore one clients um, because the last Gore one decided they couldn't afford the resource anymore. Um, but they're still there to refer people to. Very lucky we've got a very large pool of knowledgeable laws, lawyers and law firms and the two licensed immigration advisors who assist us by providing free initial consultations um, and pathways for people to look at what their options might be to resolve their legal matters. Well, that's great. So that, that's an excellent service. It is. Also, um, can we talk a little bit about the work that our team directly engage in? As you know, Mike, employment's one of our biggest sellers. Um, <laughs> so employment issues is, is one of the biggest ones, as is ACC, um, which is the bone of my life and Neil's life. Um, tenancy issues, um, advocacy with the um, District Health Board when there are issues with treatment provision or not being mm. provided treatment. Uh, we assist families through coronial inquests um, when there is question about why things happened the way they did when someone passed away in their family. Um, and we look at constitutional law for not-for-profits. We also work in collaboration with other providers around town, like Age Concern, um, like a lot of the law firms take our referrals. Um, there are a lot of other agencies. We're looking at South and Help. We're looking at... I'm just off the top of my head, budgeting services like Jubilee, um, because we will look at the legal problem, but if there are other things hanging off it, we need to be able to refer them to other agencies. Absolutely, yeah. yep. <clears throat> and we find that um, we're working quite well, I think, with the other agencies mm, that we deal with. We do. We have big networks here, which is a bonus um, yes. when you consider our geographical stretch. Exactly. Yeah. And it's strengthened a little bit, um, although we haven't had one for a while thanks to COVID, but our um, expo, which incorporates mm. all the agencies. Yeah. If our listeners want to get a hold of us, where can they find us? Right, so we're based on the old state insurance building or Q building, depending on which generation you're in. <laughs> yeah, uh, at 33 Don Street, which is right next to the courthouse in Don Street. We used to have the steel umbrella in front of us. Mm. They took it away and now people get lost. Um, so that's where we are. We're on the second floor there. Some signage in the building, but we're working on getting that improved because people still wander up and down the lifts trying to find us when we've got our doors open. Yeah, yeah I was going to say we need to touch on that a bit yeah, too, perhaps. Um, so do people that are requiring our service, do they have to come into our offices? No, no, they don't. So, um, so we um, have some processes in place, um, especially during covid um, what we're doing now for the most part is dealing with clients via phone or email or through Zoom. 
Um, face-to-face meetings and appointments are the exception and they'll only be um, sorted out on a case-by-case basis and only with management approval at the moment. But the best thing to do is just ring us and we'll sort out what we can do. Excellent. Okay, Denise, well, thanks for answering those questions. I hope it helps um, everyone better understand the services that we provide. And for any of uh, your law-related matters, it's always important to remember that all situations are unique and it's advised that if you are unsure about your rights um, or your obligations that you seek advice as soon as possible. Um, if you have any questions about what we've discussed today or have a query in relation to something else or you would like an appointment with one of our volunteer lawyers, then please call us on 2143180 or our 0800 number, which is a free to all phones. Um, our office hours are 9 to 4.30, Monday to Thursday, and Fridays were open until 12.30. Um, throughout 2020, due to the COVID, um, and there's many fluctuations, our rural outreach clinics are currently on hold until the, the stability and how we can operate and is re-established. However, we are still assisting people across the district, including Gore Bluff, Winton, Riverton, Lumsden, Tower, Ohio, Nightcaps, Tuatapiri, and Tiana, um, if you uh, and then also encompasses Stewart Island anywhere in Southland, mm. really just yeah. don't hesitate to give us a call. So, yeah, again, you can contact us on our 0800 um to see if there is, uh, if we're when we'll possibly be back on the road in your area, or we can organize a, a Zoom call if that suits or some other form of communication. Mm. So, again, thanks, Denise, for coming in. No worries. And until next time, stay safe. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz.